the SEAC and the CIAA had a great idea, but the NCAA dropped the ball and shut them down. Oh, yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day and remember just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over it just means it's time to follow me on twitter at south exclusives don't forget the s on the end that is south exclusives okay (laughs) but today's episode we're going to have a back-end two-part we usually start off with the two-part segment where we're going to end the show with a two-part segment about Auburn having an idea of a spring game scrimmage and how that could actually benefit Alabama A&M and Alabama State but we will open up the show with a little bit of criticism for the NCAA because I genuinely believe that they dropped the ball on a fantastic proposal that was given up by the CIAA and the CAC. See, The SEAC and the CIAA had a week zero proposal, which was kind of a mixture between the Celebration Bowl and then the MEAC SWAC Challenge. It would have been the closest thing that we would have seen to a D2 Celebration Bowl because you would have had the champions of the SEAC and you would have the champions of the CIAA facing off in week zero. But unfortunately... That wasn't good enough for the NCAA, and you need a waiver to have a Week 0 game. No D2 team has ever, and I'm not just talking about the SEAC and the CIAA, no D2 team has ever had themselves a Week 0 game. And the reason I think this would have been so impactful is because it was a great game out there. This was a great proposal that they had. This wasn't just any D2 team wanting to have a Week 0 matchup. This was essentially, once again, this was essentially a mixture of the Miak Swag Challenge and the Celebration Bowl. The closest thing we would have had to it because it was champion versus champion in week zero. And if you're saying, well, the NCAA turned it down, however, you could always have the game in week one going forward, you're right. But week zero is where it needs to be for one reason. And that reason is high visibility. There's not much higher visibility for D2s than week zero. Now, granted, you might ask how I could say that without it ever happening, because this has never happened before. There's no precedent. I think that might have been in the reason they declined it. No precedent. No, duh. I'm trying to do something for the first time. Of course, there's no precedent. But the reason I can say that, and I feel pretty confident in saying this would have been a great opportunity for visibility when it comes to D2s, is because let's be real. Division two football is not in most people's top three choices of things to do on a Saturday. It just isn't. 
You know, there's multiple FBS games. There's a couple of FCS games. And then you get to the D2. It might not be in people's top five on most weekends. That's okay. That, like, that's just realistic. You're going lower down the subdivisions. It's going to be less appealing to the masses. There's, there's no insult in that. That's just a fact. But in week zero, there's only like 11 games from last year. That's, I think that was the amount of games last year, 11 games. Now you have a lot less to sift through. There's a lot less opportunities to get lost in the shuffle. Because on a regular Saturday, week 1 through 12 or whatever, you're looking at D2 games as games that a lot of people aren't even checking the score on. But if it's just a couple of games on that week zero, mm, now we have a different conversation brewing. Now we're no longer just talking about competing against I'll just an LSU versus a Tennessee or an LSU versus a Florida State because that was a game that was this weekend or that was week zero of this year. You're not competing against that. You're not competing against that at all. You're, well, you would be, but you get what I'm saying. Like most times you're not competing against a bunch of LSU versus Florida States. You're competing against one, maybe two of those type of games. It's just not many games for you to get lost in the shuffle. And that's the point. See, what disappoints me is the fact that I feel like they can't see the vision. And if they can't see the vision going forward because there is still optimism that this deal could be or this proposal could be accepted in 2024. But if they can't see the vision going forward, I would love if they decide to do this week one. Or we're just going to get the CIAA and the SEAC champions together. See, I can't guarantee you great football. I never can do that. However, with the route that they're taking, you're doing the best thing you can to guarantee high-level D2 football. And if you're going to have it on a stage where everybody's there, you need that. See, the MEAC Swag Challenge, they're not doing that. I understand that Bama State and Howard ended up being pretty good last year. But that was kind of a Rudy Pooh game. Like, if in, in theory, that was a Rudy Pooh game. Howard hadn't been good since 2018. Alabama State was going in with a first-year head coach. First year, and I think that... That game actually might have been scheduled before the firing and all of those things. But going into it, you had no idea what those two teams were going to be. And there was no reason, if you weren't in that fan base, for the most part, to feel overly confident. Howard was coming off of a bad season. Alabama State came off of a season where you had to fire your coach. It ended up working out in the long run. But let's be real, if it hadn't worked out, who would have been really surprised? Meanwhile, you're bringing champion versus champion. Whole different dynamic. And I think that the NCAA will make some money off of this. I would think that the NCAA would actually benefit from highlighting D2 football. I'm not a business major. I went to school for radio, television, and film. Right? I, I got into school to do what I'm doing right now. I didn't come on here to, or I didn't go to school to come out here and negotiate deals or know all of the business aspects. But I would assume that the promotion of all subdivisions would in in some way, help out the NCAA. That would be my assumption. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Maybe they deemed that it just wasn't worth it. I don't know. But I truly believe that they dropped the ball on an opportunity to not only have D2 football increase their visibility, but then to do it with what should be high-level football. And that's the selling point to me. Not just football, but high-level football. And for that reason... The NCAA, you really dropped the ball, but I hope that you pick it up in 2024. Going forward, we're going to talk about other things 
that could be happening in 2024. And that's the opportunity for Alabama A&M and Alabama State to possibly scrimmage Auburn, maybe Bama, but Auburn in the upcoming spring games going forward year after year. And we'll dive into why that is such a fantastic idea as we continue with Locked on HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I love FanDuel because just like me, FanDuel believes in second chances. I'm not the best person when it comes to odds and lines and putting money down. So I need something like the no sweat first bet. I need to have that that cushion. I need to have that that mattress to fall back on, that safety net of knowing that if I'm not successful in my first bet, I can get up to $1,000 in free bets. So I don't have to feel as self-conscious, like, I don't know if this is going to succeed. I don't have to be as nervous and as as careful. Of course, I still want to make my money, but I know that if I happen to fail, FanDuel has my back. FanDuel is going to be there and tell me, all right, here goes a little extra money for you to try again. We're in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. I think that's a great opportunity to start betting. You have the Celtics versus the Heat. I don't know who to root for in there. I love Jimmy and I love JT. Then you have the Nuggets versus the the, uh, Lakers. It doesn't really matter who wins in that for me because I'll be rooting for the winner of the Eastern Conference Final. Either way, you should go ahead and be visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on to make every moment more. And as we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day on tomorrow's episode, we'll be diving into Alonzo Graham. And he did exactly what every single person in a tryout in the NFL camp is trying to do. And he got himself actually invited, not just as a tryout, but he got a UDFA contract with the Bears. No, not with the Bears, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a Morgan State Bear. Now he is a Pittsburgh Steeler. And spring game scrimmages will be fantastic for Alabama A&M and Alabama State. And that's something that Auburn head coach Hugh Freeze actually suggested, not directly to the HBCUs, but he actually suggested that for his school. And I think it makes a lot of sense. It's something that I don't know if I've advocated for on this particular platform. I think this might be something that I've just occasionally thrown out there privately but I think it's a fantastic idea and it's something that I've been wanting to happen for a minute see head coach Hugh Freeze spoke about something and I just want to put it out there or he just wanted to put it out there that he'd prefer to do scrimmages as opposed to just having his first team versus his second team and you know what that's smarter to me it just makes so much more sense it's a great way to compare your players now Alabama A&M and Alabama State head coaches, Coach Maynard and Coach Robinson, they've came out and said, yeah, we would do that. So I now have three things that I need, the three things, an idea and two parties who are interested, right? So that's the HBCUs and then the PWIs and then the idea. Now I want to reiterate, this is very important to understand. Alabama State and Alabama A&M have expressed that they would do this with Auburn. Because Auburn came up with the idea, and Alabama State and A&M said, I'd be willing to do that. Auburn did not say they wanted to do with the HBCUs. They simply said they would like to do it. And I think they might have specified in-state. 
That doesn't close off the gap of anything. So it's not as if they said, oh, we want to go schedule the Bulldogs and the Hornets. It's not what happened. I just think that's a very important thing to make sure that we're clear. But yet and still, I have the three things I need to proceed forward with this hypothetical. This is kind of a double-edged sword when it comes to comparison because I'm not the biggest fan of spring games because you're playing yourself. And after, and it's just another day of practice. That's genuinely all it is. But after 16, 15 practices, you're kind of, I know what you're doing. I have a little bit too much familiarity with my opponent for my liking. Darian Gray, for Darian's liking. There's a little bit too much familiarity. And it's like, it's just enough. It's nothing special to me. It's nothing special to me. It's from a team perspective. From a fan perspective, I get to see it. I get to actually hear about it more. That's special. But from the actual practice, it's not too moving. And that's why I have a difficult time evaluating. Because let's say that you don't have the greatest grip on your team. Let's say that your defensive line is terrible. So it makes your offensive line look phenomenal. But the truth of the matter is your defensive line is just trash. Okay. Now, if you go to schedule Auburn for a spring game, you can maybe, you know, oh, they have a good offensive line. I know they have a good offensive line, or at least they believe they do. So now, if my defensive line is winning, no, oh, my defensive line is really good. It's not my offensive line. Or maybe they think they have a good defensive line, and now my offensive line is successful. It's an actual comparison. But the double-edged sword is we see what happens in these money games. And a lot of times, it's not close. So how much comparison are you really getting? If you have a game like that where you're getting blown out, but you're not really taking score, how much comparison are you having? Now, I would hope that as a coach, you are able to see through all of that more than I, as a fan, am able to do. That would be my desire, that you're able to sit there and say, you know what? Yeah, we're getting dominated score-wise, but I'm able to look at my wide receiving core. I'm able to see my linebacking core. I'm able to study certain things about them that is okay. That is a strength of my team. We'll see if that's the case. We'll see if, if any of this even happens. But if it does go down and this does become a thing, we'll see if coaches are able to sift through kind of the trash. You have to find your way, find your way through the weeds, right? I'm trying to find the cliche that really fits there. But I did this in high school. Like in my high school, we I think two years in a row, we went on to schedule Cedar Hill for a fall scrimmage. It wasn't a spring scrimmage, but it was a scrimmage nonetheless. And this isn't just a high school thing. Pro teams do it too. They even go as far as have a week-long joint practice where you get to compete against each other. It's about comparing yourself to other people that aren't just yourself. It's about being able to compete against people who you don't know the plays, who you don't exactly know the strengths and weaknesses like the front of your hand. It's about those type of things because, yeah, I've been practicing against my linebacker for 16 days. I know his tails. I know what he's strong. I know what I don't want to do against him. I don't quite know that about Auburn. And then the one thing that I think is great is the visibility because scouts are going to be there. Scouts are going to be at Auburn. Scouts are going to be at Alabama. And if you have a spring game against either one of these teams, the scouts are still going to be there. They might not be there for you, but you have the opportunity to show up. You as a wide receiver still have the opportunity to make a great catch over the cornerback. You as a linebacker still have a great opportunity to showcase your sideline and sideline range. You still have an opportunity as a player of any position to pop off of a screen. And that's something that I think is beneficial. That visibility, I guess visibility is kind of the word of the day, but that visibility is something that cannot be understated and cannot be undervalued. 
I think that is a very large benefit of having a spring game. And I would hope that the money comes with it because, yes, the individuals benefit from visibility. But the brands of these HBCU teams do not. They don't benefit from that, right? It's not, it's not a thing for them. But the individuals benefit, and that's something we can do for them. I would hope that the universities benefit from stacking up the cash. That's what we need from them. That's what they need to do. And I know that these money games, you get paid in a regular season. But I wonder, because I think the discussion was about charity, and well, I would hope some money comes involved with this. And Coach Robinson said it's just about keeping people healthy, and he's right. That's all that really matters. As long as you can keep people healthy and you can get in here, you can compete. The visibility is still at the health is number one. Then I would probably say comparing your team. And then I would say visibility for these individual players. So as far as the benefits go, comparison. So you actually know your team strengths and weaknesses, things you need to work on outside of just your own personal bubble. But then visibility, because it gives these players an opportunity but even with all of these benefits, and I can say all of these good things, I don't think that this is an imminent thing for Alabama State or Alabama A&M, regardless of if Auburn decides to do this or not. And I'll tell you exactly why Alabama State and A&M should take this into their own hands going forward as we continue with Locked on HBCU. And as we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. I genuinely do appreciate it. Now, I said all of these benefits for this because I do think this is a very beneficial opportunity for Alabama State and Alabama A&M. However, I don't believe that it's actually an imminent opportunity for either one of these schools, if we're just going to be honest, I don't think that this is something that's going to happen. I don't think this is something that is around the corner. And I'm not even sure if, if almost Ole Miss, I'm not even sure if Auburn is going to do this. I don't. I don't know. Because this is not the first time that Hugh Freeze has suggested something like this. Hugh Freeze suggested this at Ole Miss. It didn't happen at Ole Miss. So it could not happen at Auburn. But I'll be quite honest with you. Regardless if Auburn decides to do this or Auburn decides to pass up on this, this is something that Alabama State and Alabama A&M should run with. It doesn't need to be your idea for you to run with it. The idea has been presented to you. You, Everybody doesn't need to be the innovator. Or excuse me, everybody doesn't need to be the inventor. Some people need to be innovators. You know, like everything can't be new. And this opportunity was brought to the table you piqued the interest and you like it. Like you like it. You've expressed the idea. Oh, I would do that. Do it regardless if Auburn is involved or not. And I think that's something I just I needed to put out there. So let's say Auburn does decide to do it because I'll give you both. Let's say Auburn does decide to do this. I still don't think it's imminent. So like I said, it wasn't promised to be Alabama State or Alabama A&M. It was just that they would love to scrimmage. Well, you have Troy, you have University of Arcan- or uh, Alabama, Birmingham. Those are two FBS schools that at the worst are going to be ahead of you. At the worst, those two teams are going to be ahead of you. And then you have South Alabama. That's three schools 
that likely are going to be ahead of you because they're all FBS schools. You're an FCS school. More likely than not, Auburn is going to choose to do scrimmages with those teams, right? Now you can be four or five, maybe, when you have Jacksonville State to worry about. But let's just say at best you're the first of the FCS schools. You're likely waiting three to five years before you are actually in this opportunity. Oh, I love this. I would love to go uh, scrimmage Auburn for their spring game. Yeah, that sounds good. It's May 16th, 2023. I might not see this until April of 2027. April of 2028. That's a very long time for you to wait your turn. I'm just being honest with you. But let's say Auburn decides they don't want to do it. Now there's no Auburn. And now you're put in a position where did you only want to do it because it was Auburn? Or did you actually think a spring scrimmage was a good idea? Darian, not judging. Promise. I personally isn't, I think it's right hand. Right hand, not judging in the slightest. I personally think that scrimmages are a good idea, so I would do it. But if you were only doing it to be, I guess, probably that visibility that comes with going to Auburn, that's fine too. I get it. But let's operate with under the idea that Alabama State and Auburn, or excuse me, Alabama State and Alabama A&M still do this. Well, now, why don't you just schedule Troy? You can do this even if Auburn decides they want to do it. Why don't you just schedule Troy? Why don't you schedule Alabama, uh, Birmingham? Why don't you schedule South Alabama? Why don't you schedule Jacksonville State? Scrimmages don't need to be only reserved to having Auburn. I give the benefits for Auburn. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be Auburn. It can be any school. It can be any school. You can go to the D2 ranks if you want to. Alabama A&M can schedule a Tuskegee. I know State wouldn't do it, but Alabama A&M could, could do it. You know? Why limit yourself to only partnering with Auburn in this situation? Because I could even make an argument that all the schools that aren't Auburn, aren't Alabama, they would actually give you better comparisons in an easier... I would say an easier evaluation for who you actually are as a team. Auburn and Alabama are going to blow the doors off of you. They just are. Let's just be real, especially Bama. They're going to blow the doors off of these schools. Meanwhile, a Troy, a UAB, a Tuskegee, a, um, a Jacksonville State, that wouldn't be the case. And you can actually evaluate who you are. I'm not saying you're going to come in and just dominate them. But you might actually get a more, you don't have to be like, oh, I have to sift through this really terrible team experience and see these intangibles that are actually good. No, I can just sit there and say, oh, my defensive tackle had four tackles for a loss against Troy. This is a good player. You know, or he didn't have anything. We might need to improve on this position. I just think it's an easier evaluation. I think it's still great business. And I think it's still a great comparison tool. Doesn't have the visibility. No. But if we're just talking about the game of football, spring scrimmages are an excellent idea. And regardless if Auburn is involved or not, Alabama State and Alabama A&M should do it. Matter of fact, all HBCU should do it. All schools should do it. Forget all this team one versus team two. Forget all of this drafting stuff. It's cool. I enjoy it because I am a media personality. However, I truly believe that if we're talking comparison, the best way to do it is to scrimmage another team at some point. 
even if it's just for a week within your spring practice or a couple of days within your spring practice, go scrimmage somebody and see who you really are. That's my spiel. And I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day on tomorrow's episode, we'll be discussing how Alonzo Graham was able, or excuse me, Alfonso Graham was able to turn a, tra- a training camp invite, or excuse me, a mini camp invite into an UDFA contract. And now he will be with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.